Hi, just talking about podcasts for a second. Have you ever thought about making your own podcast? It's fun. It's a way of sharing your knowledge with the world. Uh, and you can do it on Anchor. Uh, it's the platform that I use. Anchor is a great tool. It's got everything you need. The recording, the editing, the posting. It will send your podcast to all of the different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcast. And you can make money from your podcast from the very beginning with no listenership. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, if you want to download the Anchor app, you can start by just going to Play Store or Apple Store and download the app or go to anchor.fm and you can do everything on there. Okay. Just get, just get going. Just do it. See you later. Hi guys, so a day in a life with Cockney Gringo. <laughs> Welcome to the next podcast. It's basically me talking about my routine and you know everything that I do in my normal, you know, day to day life. So if you've listened to my first podcast, Getting to Know Cockney Gringo, then you know I'm a network engineer by career. I work in a nine to five job, you know, so I start work at 8.30 more or less and I finish at 5 o'clock so we call that a 9 to 5 or a day job or something like that and that's my that's my normal routine yeah so I'll wake up usually at about half past 7 7 o'clock um, I'll come downstairs I'll have a cup of coffee and I'll go and wake up my daughter because I've got a little girl and so she wakes up at about the same time about 7 7.30 so I'll have my coffee and then when she's up, I'll go and get her out of her bedroom. And then we'll come downstairs, we'll play for a little bit, watch some TV. Uh, I'll give her some, some breakfast. So she usually has for breakfast either toast or gal-gal. <laughs> it's basically gal-gal is what she calls porridge. So we have porridge in England which is um, cooked oats in, in milk. And she'll have that for breakfast, you know, but she calls it gal gal because she's bilingual. She's learning Portuguese as well as English. Um, she calls it gal gal. And so we'll have breakfast and we'll play for a little bit. And like I say, I start work at 8.30. So I'll go upstairs. I've got an office in my house because I work from home. So I'll go upstairs to the office. I'll turn my computer on. And I'll check my emails usually as the first thing. So I'll, I'll log on to the computer, log into the systems, check my emails, um, say hi to the guys in the office because at the moment we're all working from home. Uh, obviously because of Corona and the lockdown and all that. So we've been working from home since March 2020. Um, but I've been put on a permanent work from home contract so I don't have to go back to the office unless I'm absolutely needed in the office but I work in Manchester the office is in Manchester and I live in Birmingham so it's about 150 miles I think more or less to get to the office so it's not something I plan on doing every week or every couple of weeks so it would only be when I really need to go into the office you know
and my work I'm a network engineer so I deal with deliveries of network connections usually to business customers but there's a few residential customers that we do as well um, our connections use a number of different media so you've got uh, fiber connections we've got ADSL connections FTTC connections radio connections um, and we use this to connect the customer into our corporate into our corporate network our core as we call it um, and from there we give the customer IP numbers IP addresses and this gives them access to the internet basically you know they connect through our network to the world and that's my job is delivering these connections so we'll get a work order through from the sales department and it's got all the details there what kind of connection what kind of customer and I analyze the work order and I go into quite a lot of detail especially because my jobs are usually more project based so they're quite big projects you know numerous connections across certain companies that have branches or offices all over the country and they all need to connect to each other without it being a public connection so we call this an MPLS connection or a VPN and these guys basically connect to the internet through a firewall and that would give them access to the public internet you know and so that's my job is to deliver these connections I work in what we call the provisioning department which is part of the customer delivery team and that's our job is dealing with the customers you know we do all the customer work once the sale order comes in then we deal with all the customer requirements and getting that work delivered we can usually get it turned around in a couple of weeks um, but it depends if you've got a fiber connection it can be a little bit slower because we use third-party providers uh, so we use people like BT Virgin they're the big fiber providers in the UK um, and so they'll connect our core to the customer and then from there the customer can connect through our network to the internet like I said before and I'll work all the way through till five o'clock um, I'm usually on phone calls with customers exchanging emails quite often all day long I'll be on the emails with the customers and just making sure we're delivering the right things to the customer you know because sometimes the customer wants one thing but they actually might need something else um, a little bit like English really <laughs> if you think about it you want to study English because you want to be fluent and so you study grammar but what you actually need is to be good at conversation so that your focus shouldn't really be grammar you know and sometimes the customers can get confused they think they need one connection but what they actually need is a totally different kind of connection and that's my job almost is to to make sure that the sales order comes through and we're delivering the correct thing for the customer otherwise the customer gets unhappy and that generates complaints and credits and no one likes that it's negative business so that's not good for anyone so that's my day emails you know phoning customers configuring equipment so I, I know how to configure 
routing equipment, switching equipment. It's quite technical, but um, from man manufacturers like Cisco and Juniper, um, Hewlett Packard, Huawei, uh, even Microtik, which is a, a lower lower rank brand. But um, yeah, that's that's my job. I just configure that stuff. day long um, and then I'll finish at five o'clock you know I'll usually have lunch at about one o'clock so I'll come downstairs and I'll do lunch um, my lunch break is only half an hour so we get 30 minutes for our lunch break which is almost impossible to get a lunch break done in 30 minutes you know it is incredibly difficult uh, so it's usually quite a quite a rushed lunch unfortunately and I'll usually eat with the family, with my wife and my little princess. And I'll go back to work and then I'll work through till five o'clock. Sometimes the business needs me to stay a little bit later. And so I'll end up working till 5.30 or six o'clock. Depends on the, on the business requirements. Sometimes I might even have to do out of hours work because a customer might need to change their connection over to our connection but obviously doing that change their connection will go down yeah they'll lose connection to the internet and if your business is a 24-hour business that can be fatal for the business for the run-ins of the business you know you're going to lose a connection to the internet you're going to lose your emails you're going to lose your productivity going to lose everything in today's world yeah the internet connection today is is everything to us so yeah um we have to make sure that the customer is least affected by these changes and sometimes the customer says well i can't lose a connection until 10 o'clock at night so i might have to do work at 10 o'clock you know um it's a a bit annoying but it's all part of the job at the end of the day um i also do on call work so when you're on call it means you're ready to work whenever you receive a phone call you might not actually be working um, you could do a whole week without actually picking up a phone call but you'll get a small bonus on your salary for being on call if you do pick up the salary then you earn per hour extra so you earn um, whatever you earn per hour for every hour that you're working on call so even though you're ready and you earn one bonus if you actually start working and you're treating a, a problem or an outage or you know there's there's something wrong on the core network and you have to deal with that on the phone then you end up earning per hour extra so it's quite good it's quite a, a good way to earn some extra money over time on call work um, when I finish my work I'll come back downstairs I'll try and play with my daughter a bit and you know make sure that she's happy spend some time with my wife because you know obviously with a day job you end up not seeing your family during the day but that's totally normal um, but now that I work from home it's quite good because when I was working in Manchester I used to spend about an hour or an hour and a half just to get to work and then another hour and a half to get back from work so I was on the road for at least a couple of hours a day 
Um, and now I'm at work, I just leave the office upstairs and I come down to the living room and within five minutes I've got my family time. So that's quite nice. Working from home is good. It's a bit difficult sometimes because you've got to be very self-motivated. Um, you've got to be very diligent with yourself to make sure that you don't get complacent yeah if you get complacent and you, you stop being productive then you have to do something to turn that around because it's a bit like an infection you know if you get complacent one day the next day you might get doubly as complacent and then it, it just landslides from there so you end up you know after a week and you find yourself very unproductive you, you've really got to turn that around and not working in the office not having your manager to kind of call you up on that because sometimes the manager's doing other stuff which is more important and so you working from home you're kind of your own boss in a way and you've got to you got to keep yourself on your toes you know your, your boss isn't going to turn around to you one day and say oh why are you on Facebook yeah because he can't see you if you're on Facebook that's it you're on Facebook so you've got to be strict with yourself you know it's quite difficult quite demanding mentally but it suits my personality I, I love working from home it's fantastic I love spending time at home with my family um, and working from home allows me to do that you know not having to spend two or three hours to get to work and back is, is fantastic but it obviously requires a lot of trust from the company it requires as I say a lot of attention from yourself to make sure that you you carry on doing your work as you would do in the office nothing has really changed you know all you all you're doing is just changing where you're working the work actually stays exactly the same so it's all about being motivated and you know demanding a lot of yourself instead of you needing your manager to keep calling attention to stuff you know so that's cool. I like working from home. It's nice. Um, what I'll do after five o'clock, obviously I finish, have some family time. We'll have dinner at about six or seven. Uh, my wife just likes chicken. She just eats chicken all the time. <laughs> so we have, we have quite a limited diet. You know, we eat chicken with whatever additionals usually some kind of potato if it's chips if it's new potatoes or roast potatoes and some vegetables some carrots and peas and things like that that's it's a very common thing to have here in england um and it's nice because you can buy it all fresh frozen so it's fresh vegetables but frozen so they don't go off because if you buy fresh vegetables obviously after three or four days they start going off and they're no good anymore whereas the frozen vegetables you can keep them in the freezer for weeks and weeks so it's it's quite good and so we'll have usually have some kind of mixed vegetables and some potatoes and the chicken i'll try and vary the style of chicken that i do sometimes we'll have chicken fajitas which is like chicken in in wraps Sometimes I'll do just like a garlic chicken or some fried chicken or roast chicken, but it's pretty much always chicken. So yeah, that's quite limiting 
to what I can do in the kitchen. Um, after dinner, we'll probably sit down, watch some TV. My my little girl will go to bed probably at about half past seven, usually on a normal day. Sometimes we're doing something and she ends up going to bed a little bit later, but it's it's not a problem. She'll wake up and she has a she has a nap in in the middle of the day as well, usually about one or two o'clock just after lunch. And a nap is where you go down for a, a short sleep, you know. So she'll wake up at about half past three, four o'clock. Um, and then, like I say, we'll have dinner. And she'll go back to bed at about half past seven, eight o'clock, something like that. And then me and the wife, we watch TV, um, spend some time together. And, and that's it, really. I'll usually go to bed probably at... I try to go to bed at about ten... But since I've been working from home and I'm not waking up so early anymore to get, you know, to miss the traffic, I'll usually go to bed at about 11, you know, unless I'm really tired and then I'll go to bed at 10. So, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite an early bird. I wake up quite early naturally. I don't, I don't wake up with an alarm. I'll just wake up at seven o'clock and there's no alarm or anything. So the alarm is on. But it's only on as an emergency, just in case I oversleep and I <laughs> I miss the time to wake up. So my alarm is set to quarter to eight, but I very rarely need the alarm to wake me up. I usually just turn it off when it goes off. Uh, so that's it. Yeah, I'll go to bed at... my instagram stuff my my podcasts the tiktok account all of this social media stuff it, it takes up quite a lot of my time as well so i try and fit this in during the spare time you know so when i've got five minutes between phone calls with a customer or uh, just before i do dinner or before i start work you'll usually see stories from me um, and in the evenings or at the weekends, I'll usually record like a, a bank of videos that we can edit and, and release over the week. So I, I don't end up spending all of my time doing, you know, doing videos for Instagram and TikTok and stuff. So it's quite, it's quite good the way that um, me and my wife do it because I'll record the videos and Elena, my wife, she'll edit the videos and we schedule in the posts and stuff like that so it's quite quite well organized uh, we've got quite a lot of material going out now so that's good in terms of other stuff i've got going on so now england um at the beginning of november went into lockdown again full lockdown so everything is closed except for the essential stuff. So you've got supermarkets which are open, um, offices are still open and schools are still open. But you'll find a lot of restaurants and pubs and especially hospitality places, you know, like this, like I say, restaurants and pubs and stuff, they're all closed. So these guys, unfortunately, you know, some of them even lost their jobs. Um, 
some of them have been put onto furlough again. Furlough's a scheme that the government's come up with where the government actually pays a part of your salary. So the, the company doesn't need to let you go or, or fire you um, because the government is basically paying your salary. So the company doesn't have to worry about your salary. But obviously that can only go on for so long because public funds isn't eternal. You know, that, that, that can only go on for so long. It's a little bit worrying, I suppose, to a lot of people. Um, so furlough was supposed to end at the end of October, but they've extended it now until the end of November. And I've been put on furlough, um, which has given me a little bit more opportunity to, to concentrate on other stuff. You know, the Instagram, the podcasts, that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm doing all day long. You know, instead of working in the office for the company, I go up to my office and I do I do content. <laughs> for social media um so yeah that's that's pretty much my day lockdown has affected a lot of people i think it's affected us as a family a lot less because my little girl doesn't go to school she doesn't go to nursery she's two and a half but she stays at home um elena doesn't work she doesn't study she's a stay-at-home mum as we say or a housewife um and so the lockdown hasn't really affected us it's affected us socially because we don't get many guests or visitors in the house we don't get um we don't get the chance to travel as much as we wanted to travel and because i'm working from home now although i'm on furlough but because I'm working from home, I'm not affected by the fact that the office is closed. So the company's been quite open and understanding about letting people work from home so the business can keep running despite people not being able to go into the office. So that's that's quite good. You know, I, I work for a good company like that, M247 in Manchester. It's a, a fantastic company to work for, to be honest. Um, I've got a good boss. Um, the structure the management structure is really good as well so that it's an understanding company they're they're really good to work for i think and yeah that's it that's that's my life at the weekends i try and do a little bit of exercise but i'm i'm extremely stagnant in terms of exercise especially with the lockdown um i've got a bike i try and go out on my bike now and again I'll go out for walks and me and the me and the missus, me and Elena, we'll go out for walks together with our little girl. And yeah, we'll usually just spend time in the house playing with uh, my little girl and maybe in the garden if it's not freezing cold and raining. But um, yeah, that's my life at the minute. It's, uh, it's a little bit strange being in lockdown. But it's good because obviously with the furlough thing I've, I've been able to spend a lot more time organizing content and organizing material um, trying to get my my content out there yeah so it's so it can help people um, because it, it started off as a as a hobby really just because I was so annoyed at the amount of content out there that makes people think that you have to speak like a native and and it's an effective sentence you know speak like a native but you got to really think about what that actually means because it, it's got 
quite a few meanings, you know. But I think a lot of people think that speaking like a native means that you have to sound like a native. You have to speak with a native accent. And that is not true. Absolutely not true. Um, just as long as you're understood and your speech is clear enough to be understood, that's fantastic. That That is good enough. You don't have to speak like a native in terms of pronunciation, you know. What I think speak like a native should mean is that you should be comfortable. Natives aren't nervous about communicating in their own language. I'm sure you guys, if you speak different languages, I'm sure you aren't nervous about speaking to your neighbor in your mother tongue, in your native language. I, there would never be a problem with that. So I think speaking like a native needs to mean this. It needs to mean that you're comfortable and you know, just because you're native doesn't mean that you understand everybody that speaks the same language as you. Um, if you're in Brazil, for example, and someone from Portugal comes to you and starts up a conversation, they're still speaking Portuguese, but it's quite possible because you don't have a lot of connection with that accent that you just don't understand what they're saying. And so that it's not fair to say that you need to understand everything you know that's listening and it's practice and you get used to it after a while i have huge difficulty understanding people from scotland and newcastle but it doesn't mean that they speak wrong or it doesn't mean that my english is bad it just means that i don't have a lot of people that talk to me in scottish and and geordie which is the accent in in newcastle so you know get out of that Get out of that thought that you have to sound like a native to speak like a native. You have to be comfortable, okay? Comfortable, confident, and and fluent. And, and fluent means that, is that, you know, your speech is natural. You're not trying to force a fake accent just to sound like something else. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that's what you need to, to try and work on, is being confident in speaking in English. And everything else will fall into place you know that's it so that's my daily routine I <laughs> went a little bit off topic at the end but... that's my daily routine um, follow me on on YouTube follow me on Instagram and TikTok. keep listening to the podcasts the text is going to be on my website so uh, if you look on my bio my website is there and you can listen to the podcast straight off of the website if you want and there's the text there as well um, so you can accompany what I'm saying and you can paste that into Google Docs copy it off of the website paste it into Google Docs and then you'll be able to take any any questions you know answer any questions in vocabulary if you have any other problems with the text, if you don't understand, you know, the context of something, get in touch with me. DM me on, on Instagram. Send me an email. Um, I'm always there to answer your questions and I'll try and help you as much as possible. Okay, so have fun. Keep studying. Keep practicing. And I'll see you next time. Bye.